Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hello, Shannon. Welcome back to the podcast. How's it going since, you know, you've last been on? Uh, Grace, thank you so much for having me back. It is always a pleasure being here on Grace of a Military Child and Spouse podcast, right? Yes, and the, life. The rebrand and life. And oh my life, goodness. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you just, is there anything you don't cover here? Uh, it's such, uh, such an exciting show. A lot of content. But yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> so glad to be here. Uh, yeah. Things have been going well. I think we're going to be getting into that. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, things have been going sure. really well. First off, if you haven't listened to episode 51 with Shannon originally on it, mm-hmm. go back and listen to that because that tells Shannon's backstory, which we're probably not going to get into much today. Not as much, unfortunately. Not as much. Um, but you basically had a huge milestone, a huge thing happen. So mm. tell me about that <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Sure. <laughs> tell me uh... about that. So August was a big month for the Shannon show and for me, obviously. Yes. Uh, over the past two years, I'd been working on a book. I may have mentioned it when I was on your podcast last time. I don't remember or at some point when I talked to you, but yeah. I didn't like talking about it too much before it was done because I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm weird about that. I don't like talking about things before they're done. I'll like jinx myself or I'll get people's hopes up and then not deliver, not my, not what I want to do. But yeah. it it happened. I actually have, I'm going to go ahead and plug right here. There yes. we go. Got the book. I wrote a book <laughs> uh, called Dear Military Teen. Uh, we're going to be getting into it, I'm sure, but just brief overview. It covers all sorts of things that military teens face, all sorts of obstacles they face. I focus primarily on the high school years because those are obviously very important foundational years in any kid's life. And for military kids, those can be filled with moves, deployments, having to switch high schools abruptly, abruptly. Uh, your trans your credits don't transfer, different types of setbacks can come during those years. And I wanted to give some advice, wanted to share with kids some of the places where I fell short and some of my mistakes Yeah, and, you know, try to steer them in the right direction. So, yeah. You know, it's, those are like the foundational years of growing up, those teenage mm-hmm. years. And when living in such an unstable environment of the military yeah. life, it's challenging and you miss out sure. on so much that, it's like, okay, well, those were a blur and now you kind of have mm-hmm. to, in a sense, relive your childhood through your adult years, which mm-hmm. is not very possible to even do. And not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> so like having, you know, Dear Military Teen as like kind of more or less, you know, a little bit of a guide saying, hey, this mm-hmm. is what it's like. This is this is what I experienced. This is where I messed up. This is mm-hmm. where you, Plenty you of know, times. you could potentially mess up too but this is yeah. how you like you know you go around those obstacles this is this is what not to do what to do mm-hmm. you know things like that to kind of um you know just give hope to military teens too and Absolutely. say this life sucks and i know you come out and say that this life sucks yeah. in the book many times <laughs> too and i've just read a little bit but you know, this life sucks, but there's so much of this life that is rewarding too. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. 
Yeah, so much of it is trying to take lessons from the sucky parts. That's what I learned while while writing this is that yeah. not every time is there a benefit to a really hard move. Like there's not always something that's really clear that's going to be handed to you, obviously, but there can be lessons that you take from it that'll help you much later on in life that I learned. And yeah. That's you just have to find lessons to take away from those obstacles, and that's how you kind of move forward with with hope, like you said. Yeah. And when you were writing this book, did you mm-hmm. kind of like reminisce on some of those old times, or like, oh, absolutely, you know, go back and be like, oh, this happened. I totally forgot this happened. Like yeah. some of those kind of, in a sense, blank memories. Hmm. Yeah, that was a big part of it. I had to go back and put myself into much smaller Shannon's shoes, his yeah. uh, his size fives, and kind of <laughs> walk around a little bit mentally and how he felt at the time. Because, I mean, you have to really think about that. I really think about what was going through my head. How was I feeling? Because there's a lot, it's easy to just kind of assume how I felt, but right. what was I actually thinking? And I had to go back. I mean, I think I talked about this last time I was on the show, actually, when my dad was deployed, him and I wrote emails back and forth. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of hard for me having to go back and read some of those emails to get a better understanding of exactly how I was feeling, what I was thinking. And, you know, I was a much different person back then. (laughs) I was was a kid. I, I didn't know anything. I was innocent. I was just trying to live my life. And I didn't necessarily have a good grasp of how everything was impacting me. So there's kind of two things going on there. I'm now evaluating why I was feeling those things, now having a bender understanding what was happening in my life. And I also have to see how I felt as a kid in those shoes. That way I can relate to kids nowadays because, yeah. you know, that's that's what the book's all about. I have to be able to relate to them. And if I just sound like some some old head who's just preaching a bunch of motivational nonsense, a bunch of cliches, and, you know, I just sound like I'm talking out of my butt trying to get a book out to make a few bucks, then, like, no one's going to take me seriously. Yeah. So I really put a lot of emphasis on being like an older brother figure, like someone who was in their shoes recently, someone who just went through this not too long ago and who was relatable and is personable. And I would try to write the whole thing in a language that was very conversational, very friendly. And that's that's what I think teens teens don't read a whole lot these days, but if they are going to, they want someone who's going to be honest with them and someone who's going to be uh, forthcoming with what I was really like. Yeah. And that's the hard thing is there are so many, you know, there's so much content out there for military Mm -hmm. kids and, you know, families alike. But the hard part is, is that it's all these older generations and not Mm -hmm. that there's anything wrong with that. You know, it's still great to get everyone's perspective, but there's Mm -hmm. not many people of our age, you know, these, like we, I mean, I did not just come out of the military life. Like, let me be real with that. (laughs) My dad retired in 2014. I was 12. But still, there's not many people our age saying, hey, we know where you were. This Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, you just got out of it not too long ago. And you know exactly what what it's like for these up and coming teens living this life and saying, hey, it's okay. I've been where you were. You know, I might have not gone through the exact same things or felt exactly how you're feeling now but this is how I felt and this is how you know I overcame those feelings those challenges those emotions and things like that yeah and that's a big part of the whole thing of being personable and honest as well as I have to acknowledge throughout the entire book I say like all the time that I didn't have the toughest upbringing like things could have been much worse other kids haven't much worse they have so many other obstacles that I didn't face necessarily right and I think just acknowledging that and saying that straight up I mean it it shows the reader that 
you know, I'm not trying to be a know-it-all. I'm not trying to like, you know, like I don't know everything. I'm 20 years old. There's so much more I have to learn in life. And all I'm saying is these are my experiences. These are my lessons. Take and use them as you will. Like, I don't like, there's not much more I can do. I just kind of poured everything out there and try to put it in a nice, readable, sometimes hopefully fun format at times do. <laughs> hopefully there's some funny stories in there as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm 20 years old. My dad retired from the Marine Corps when I was 17. So I, it's it hasn't been too long. And I think in the introduction, I even say I'm not, this is probably not the best language to put into the introduction, but I'm not some <laughs> washed up guidance counselor. I say yeah. that. And I think that's not a knock on guidance counselors. There's some great counselors, but there's also some old counselors and there's just, there's a difference and it's not their fault. It's not, they don't know what they're talking about. It's not that some of them can't relate. It's just the difference. I think primarily is our upbringing. It's the technology. There's, it's the social media. It's Mm -hmm. how we're connected with one another and how we can communicate with other people in a way that was not uh, possible not too long ago. And luckily that started to arise right when I was in middle school, which is like the worst time to be a kid. So I was, you know, yeah. taking that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you were as well, yeah. that, that rise of social media and having to deal with those impacts. And, you know, it's its own social structure. And I have a whole chapter on that. That's really important to me. Yeah. And like, you know, you said it in the introduction to mm-hmm. like, there's no cookie cutter military kid life. Right. There, there, there's not one thing that it's like, okay, you're going to go through this and then you're going to go through this and then you're going to go through yeah. this and then, then you'll retire or then mm-hmm. like your, your parent will retire or you'll move off to college or this will happen. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> it's no, not it doesn't how happen it goes. At all. And if I like, pretend that's the case, then the book doesn't work. If I just yeah. like, it's take all my experiences and say, this is exactly how your life is going to go. No one can, is going to relate or like one or two people can. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the book, it doesn't have any value to most people. So I think just addressing that is really important. Yeah. And I think that's like the beauty of not only just your book, but also like podcasts, like we mm-hmm. both have of saying, Hey, these are military kids. These are real people. These are mm-hmm. their, their real experiences, the things that they have faced, the things that they have gone through. And like let's let's be real open honest about it and yeah. not not hide the fact that our lives suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they the don't time, always yeah. suck. But and some people know. love the military lifestyle yeah. and it's you know appreciating all points of view. Exactly. So where like what was your motivation for writing this book? Like what was the real point that you were like, all right, it's time I need to write a book? <laughs> Was there that time? Um, it was just the whole process. Like it was just like a roller coaster of motivation and then not being motivated and like really wanting to write. And then sometimes being like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. So I think that my motivations changed throughout, which I think is completely normal. I think an, an obvious thing throughout the entire time was I wanted to help military teens. That was obviously the source of all of it, mm-hmm. whether or not I was feeling motivated to write or not, like that would change based on how much homework I had a certain night or whatever. Sure. But uh, getting started on the book, I, it was like four months after I started my podcast, probably I got in touch with Museum of American Military Family, which I've mentioned before so many times mm-hmm. and Dr. Cersei Olson-Wessner. And I became the student liaison at that museum board member. I'm running the Instagram. I'm connecting with military kids, doing podcasts as a part of uh, MAMF Media. And it was a great opportunity. And she kind of suggested just in passing, like, have you ever considered writing a book? And I was like, I mean, of course, like I've thought about it. But, like, we that all consider we think, of, we think about a lot of things. Like I yeah. thought of a little roller coaster in my backyard, like Phineas and Ferb, and I was doing <laughs> that doesn't mean that I did it, you know. And 
you know, she was very encouraging from the get-go. She's like, I think that'd be a great project for you. And like, I was, I was, I was a good writer in high school, but not write a book good, um, to say the least. Yeah. And it was just, I, I kind of was naive at the time too. I thought I was just going to fly through it. I'm like, well, look, uh, it's, it's like December, maybe after this next semester, I'll write it all the next summer and then I'll be done. It'll be over with. I'll have a book out. It'll be so cool. And then I'm, it'll be done. Yeah. And that's not how it went because writing a book is really hard and it takes a really long time. <laughs> and There's a lot of writing to be done, obviously. Yeah. And I kind of, despite not being, not having any experience and not being that gifted of a writer, I totally overestimated myself and my ability to knock it out. And whenever I ran into that brick wall of, oh, wow, this is really difficult. <laughs> like trying to like articulate these things and write it in a manner that would be worth reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just took, it took a lot of time and a lot of uh, fluctuating of my motivation and time. Yeah. I think there's so many of us that, you know, get told like, you should write a book, you should write a book, mm -hmm. or you should do this, or you should do this, and you should do this. And we have the motivation to do it for so long. Like, I mean, yeah. even me with the podcast, I had the motivation to do it for so long. And then I had no, no motivation. I was like, all mm -hmm. right, this is enough. And I took a break. And, you know, you took a break okay. right after our episode. What was up with that? I thought well, I was worried. You were the last Grace. episode I aired. And then I was like, all right, time for a break. I know. <laughs> I thought I made you want to quit podcasting. I was so no. bad. And I was like, oh my God. My no. episode was a breaking point. She's like, I can't anymore. Not true. No, it good. just somehow happened like that. But yeah, we all get these like roller coasters where it's like, all right, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then let's not do I literally, I will be honest, I have started writing a book. I have like mm -hmm. a little bit of it done. And I haven't touched it since like November of last year <laughs> and it it's happens. been a year. Yeah. And so like we all get these things of, you know, we get really motivated to do something and then you kind of fall into that, that lull of like, all right, I'm kind of just, just yeah. vibing along right now. And then <laughs> you're like, all right, I need to do this again. Like I'm motivated again. Let's go. And yeah, you know, it's going to come and go and that's everything. And sometimes like, you know, should I have given up podcasting for a couple months? Probably not. But <laughs> You know, I mean, you need a break sometimes. That's totally understandable. You need a break sometimes. Yeah. But, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes it's like you can't take a break. <laughs> we can't just take a break from school if we feel like we need it. But, you know, yeah, there's that happens. too. So it's definitely something where it's a learning process too. Like mm -hmm. you have to figure out exactly my book is crazy all over the place. That's why I haven't touched mm -hmm. it. But, you know, you have to learn the, okay, this is the outline for my book. And if you are like me and don't, when you get a paper assigned to you, you don't write mm -hmm. an outline, you kind of just wing it the night before. But it's not how writing a book goes. No, it's not going to work at all. Like no. That. <laughs> no, it's going to be the worst book out there to be published. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be, it's not even going to get to the publishing stage. That's no, not it wouldn't be coherent. Go. You definitely need, you definitely need a plan. And I, I would, I, I probably did like 10 times. I'd start writing a chapter just off the top of my head. I'm like, there's so many good things I can put in here. And then I'd get like two pages in. And I'm like, where am I going with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I have to reevaluate and I have to delete everything and, you know, make the, make the plan and the outline for the chapter so that it's coherent and it comes together and you the strong introduction to conclusion. So it feels nice and neat right. whenever you're done reading it. It has like a satisfying, you know, story to it. 
Yeah. So that was important. It took me, it took me some time to learn that on the fly, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> were there any chapters that were just emotionally hard for you to write, for you to look back oh, at your sure. childhood and your mm-hmm. your younger years, that that little Shannon and be like, I don't know how I even got through this. Uh yeah, definitely. At times I think Obviously, there's the years when I was really young and my dad was in Iraq or deployed wherever. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just couldn't imagine what that was like for me. And sometimes I'm too young that I can't even remember. Or maybe I was too young where I didn't even necessarily have a good grasp of what was going on. And, you know, I kind of like it's weird because it's me, but like it feels like a different person because it was so long ago. And I kind of feel bad for that version of myself when I was going through and yeah. so many military kids who go through those those stages in life. Um, I think later on I wrote about an aunt that I had that was such an important figure in my life. And unfortunately, I lost her while I was living overseas in Okinawa. And I had to write about that, what it's like losing a family member that you're close to when you're so far away. And that was a really emotional chapter for me to write about and just, you know, try to serve all the things that she taught me justice and, you know, make it honest and fair and relatable for military kids while also being very important to me. Yeah. And it's hard to you know look back at your life and be like kind of you know make a summary of it saying this is what Mm -hmm. I lived through and you know not hiding those hard times like losing a family member or the moves the deployments like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's hard to you know be open and honest with that and you know some people have a a level of okay this is this is where Mm -hmm. we draw the line and you know, some people are like, just put it all out there. And wherever, you know, your comfort level is in that, it's it's hard to mm-hmm. be like, this is my life. This is what I lived through. This is what I struggled through. These were the emotional times in my life and these yeah. were the good times in my life. And, you know, be real open and honest about it. Yeah, it was hard to find that balance for me too, because like me personally, I don't talk about myself and like personal experiences that much. Even on my podcast, I'm always interviewing other kids. I'm always asking about them. I rarely share like really personal stories or like incidents from my childhood. So it was very different for me to be forthcoming with some of those lessons that I learned. They were a little bit deeper and a little bit harder to talk about. And at the same time, when I'm writing this book, like I don't want it to be like a sob fest. Like I can't just be talking about like all the bad things that have ever happened to me. And I hope it doesn't read like that because I really try to make it balance. I, you know, have to show the highs and the lows because it's not like a fuel, sorry for Shannon for 300 pages, like sort of book. Like that's not what I want it to be. It's supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to be fun, the highs and the lows and everything in between. Yeah. So I hope, I hope it did a good job of doing that and remaining honest throughout. Yeah. What, what are your goals for this book? Where do you want to see it go? What, what was, you know, you start writing this. Did you have a vision for it saying this is exactly what I want to do with it? Um, I think that's that's really hard to answer in a way because whenever, whenever you're writing the book, it's so hard to imagine it being anywhere else than on your laptop screen. Right. Like it's so hard for me to imagine it being published like like this. Like this was like Having whenever I first thing touched this, it was insane. Exactly. <laughs> So like whenever you're writing it at the time, like the goal is just get it done. Just like right. finish it, just get it out there, make it high quality. And like the way I like I'm kind of wired is like, don't let it suck, please. <laughs> like, do not put out a crappy book because that is so embarrassing. Like yeah. books stay around forever. People are always going to be able to read this. And if it's bad, that's really embarrassing. Or if you get a mm-hmm. bunch of one star ratings or something, that's embarrassing. Your name so, is attached to that exactly, forever. forever. 
So that's that that was my only goal at the time is like get it out there, make it not suck, and you know, finish it. Like that's mm-hmm. that that was it. I was like most of this came this past summer. So like I'm not out like I live in Florida just just like you do. My family does at least. Yeah. And like I wasn't out at the beaches as much as I would want to, like <laughs> out with friends. Like I was cooped up on my laptop writing this book, trying not to make it suck. And that was the goal at the time. But since being published, I mean I, I still like I, what, what happens happens. This is kind of where I am. I'm like, yeah. I'm putting it out there. Obviously I'm sending my press release places, trying to get it out there. I'm getting good reviews. I'm getting people telling me how much it has helped them, which obviously means the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's no, there's no number. There's no New York times bestseller, like some crazy ambition that yeah. I have. Obviously I'm always, I'm always shooting to be the best whenever I do something as anyone should, but it's a, uh, I don't know. It's tough to really put a real specific level on what I'm aiming for. Yeah. I think, you know, just having it out there as another resource is, Mm -hmm. is huge and saying, you know, I'm just here to help other kids and, uh, you know, be like, I, I know what it's like. I know the challenges, the Mm -hmm. struggles. This is like, I want to be someone, like you said earlier, like a big brother being there and being supportive Mm -hmm. and being, you know, there and helpful, I think that's that's a huge part of, you know, anything. Yeah. Yeah. So where can you buy the book, most importantly <laughs> of all? Where can you buy the book? Where can you stay up to date on everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy the book exclusively on Amazon right now. So I'm sure Grace will be kind enough to put the link to the book yes. in the description <laughs> below. So make sure to click it and check it out. You can get both the ebook. But I recommend getting the paperback edition that you can get uh, shipped to you on Amazon Prime in like two days or something crazy and just get my book to your doorstep, which I like it's still hard to wrap my head around that people do that. Yeah. Um, and you can you can read it, read it all. It's, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's fun. Get back to me. You can always contact me if you have questions or you want to reach out or you like want like further insider advice on, on something weird. I don't know, like you, whatever you want. Then <laughs> um, obviously you can always check out the podcast. Oh, and the Shannon that's up as well. Really proud of that. So oh. that is all my content in like one place, which is, you know, that ends that nightmare of like link trees and like oh, navigating people, all sorts of directions. Oh my gosh. So, so many exciting things happening. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yes. So last question and you can not answer this if you would like, but is there a second book oh, coming? Oh my goodness. Or is Wait, there is any, is this not for enough for you? Book. Is this, what, what more do I need to do? <laughs> I'm going to go to say, no, there is not a second book coming. I've been, I, unless the genre is completely different and I gain an unprecedented amount of expertise in a field that I'm completely not expecting. There's no book coming (laughs) because there's nothing left I have to say about my military team upbringing. (laughs) And I don't know enough about anything else to write a book about something else. So that's where I am with that. But plenty of podcasts coming. That's the really important Plenty of podcasts. That's important. Podcasts out of the wazoo. And, you know, it's getting closer. It's getting a little chilly up here at Penn State, which means it's almost chamois award season, which is really important. And Grace, I think you'll be eligible for a Shammy Award, if I'm not mistaken, Ooh. this year. Yeah, because we we did talk this year, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, we did. Yes, so we'll be eligible for a Shammy Award. So look at, look out for that third annual. That's always a lot of fun. They'll be in December. Yes. Well, so many exciting things happening, even mm-hmm. if there's not a second book coming. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. It. You're the first person to ask me about that. I didn't know. <laughs> the military you know, gotta, team, too. Gotta throw it out there every once in a while. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe, you never know. another 20 years. When I'm 40, I'll put out another one, maybe. <laughs> I feel like this is what I experienced, like, in my teenage years. And right, now exactly. I'm nowhere close to being a teenager. Exactly. Maybe that can happen. But yeah, there's no there's no Word documents up, finally. <laughs> like, I don't need const- like, I just had it, the document up for, like, a good year. Constantly. One book is enough. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, you're telling me. One book encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on, for sharing your about your book and everything. Mm-hmm. Links are going to be in the description below. So be sure to check that out. Sweet. And yes. Thank you. Please do. It is always a pleasure being on here, Grace, anytime. And you're always welcome on the Shannon Show as well. That's always, you know, we're, we're friends here, the military podcast community. Yes, for sure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.